On this week's episode of Overheard in the Pantry, I am interviewing Courtney. I'm asking him all of the deep, dark, thought-provoking questions, and I'm sprinkling a few in there from y'all as well. Courtney's going to tell us some stories from his childhood, he's going to tell us some of his greatest fears, and his real thoughts on living in L.A. So if you are ready to get into these snacks, crack open the pantry door, and let's get into it. Hello. It is you and me, Felicia and Courtney. We've got some snacks here in a pantry. Little Britney Spears at the end. I love that. <laughs> what are you snacking on, Courtney? Um, nothing right now. Oh, wait, no, I got some Skittles. Hang on. Some Skittles. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the dark side. I have some dark blue pack. little peanut butter Snickers. Oh. Mm, ASMR. Ooh, come on, ASMR queen. Mm. Y'all saw like what happened those? to that girl, right? Wait, oh yes, Mac. The, the sticky honey, the sticky girl. A bitch, they don't need to fuck with her. Yo, they she been dragging. She dragged Susan. She sure did today. She dragged, did she, you see it? Wa- wa- she, oh, I didn't see her today. Oh. I'm talking about the other night. She tagged her today. She said, Susan. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. Felicia. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy? What's Sorry crazy? to literally be eating on podcasts, but <laughs> my blood sugar be low now that Felicia be mentioning snacks. <laughs> but um, interesting how uh, Miss Honey James Charles went and if I don't know if you remember, he went and did something with Susan, where like him and Shane filmed a thing or something like that. Uh-huh. We ain't we ain't never gonna see that shit, huh? I guess not. We ain't gonna see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll be in whatever this thing is Shane eventually puts out. I think that's what just Jeffrey, right? I don't know. Because he talked to the girl. I don't even remember her name now. That The girl in the situation. Tati? Yeah. Tati? Mm-hmm. He did. So, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I've un- I'm not subscribed to Jeffrey Star-, Star or James Charles. So, I don't know what they're up to. Girl, you better tell it. Girl, I had to mute it. I had to mute it. The other day... I said, I know y'all are not retweeting James on my timeline after all we just went through. Mm-hmm. And for the record, we heard the apology. I heard the apology. And like I said at Holly Scoop, there's some things that y'all don't know, meaning from the YouTube community side. And I'm going to just say this. You don't get to say racist and problematic things to cause a scandal to get more engagement and more attention on you. That not at the expense of my fucking race, bitch. So that's not on that. We can move on. Yeah, Lord knows we don't need to get give them any more time. Uh-huh. So today we're doing things differently. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have a guest and we haven't had a guest in a couple of weeks and we will have more guests. We just have we just decided to take a little little hiatus on the guests you know get back to us yeah get back to us um (laughs) and today i am going to kind of interview courtney um and i'm gonna ask courtney some things that i'm interested in that i want to find out from courtney and um i'm gonna kind of like mix y'all's questions in with them too because a lot of y'all asked questions that like I already kind of had in some way so I'm kind of like gonna lace them together shoelace them tie them together bitch and 
come up with some questions. And my cats are making noise in the background. I've been sitting here all afternoon, and now they're rattling bags. So please ignore that. Not rattling bags, me. So uh, should we just jump right in? Girl, we about to jump right on in, feet first, into the pool like a hot day at summer camp. So I tried to, like, (laughs) kind of organize my questions from, like, a beginning point to a middle point and then circling kind of back around. Um, Mm -hmm. So our our good friend, Lindsay, the culinary queen. Oh, you know, I love me some Lindsay. She asked how you met all of your friends, and I thought maybe you could briefly explain that in some way. I don't know how you want to approach it, but you can briefly explain it because how we met, we have we actually have a whole episode on how we met. If you guys want to go back and listen to it, it's like probably the first episode or one of the first episodes. Um, so it'll just kind of be very brief, not, mm. you know all of the details. So I don't know if you want to talk about how you met the people that are currently in your life. I don't know how to like figure out yeah, I'm, I'm, pick, uh, pick who you t- want to talk about. <laughs> I would say, uh, um, through the internet, well, basically. I, I, I know, I know a lot of people, but I don't have a lot of friends. I will say when it comes to like Ricky and Shelby, I met Ricky after well for those of y'all that don't know and a lot of you do know i was and still am very much a ricky dylan stan so my love for his goofy ass led me to new jersey right for playlist tri-state now i did not have a ticket to the event because they sold out 20 minutes before my paycheck deposited into my empty ass checking account but I was able to snag like they were doing like a like a show, mm-hmm. like a opening ceremony show, whatever, whatever. I saw Ricky perform, um, went to meet another Internet friend of mine, um, Mike MGTV, who also is Mike on Lohan Beach Club. I went to hang out with him, which was the same hotel Ricky was in. And on my way out from leaving Mike. I bumped into Ricky. Well, actually, Ricky was surrounded by fans, and I charged over and made made age-appropriate conversation. And uh, I kind of threatened him. I said, you better follow me after we took our picture. And when I tweeted it, he followed me instantly. And um, he hasn't been really able to get rid of me since. <laughs> uh, Shelby I met a couple months later. And then... Um, yeah, when it comes to, like, uh, who, who else should I talk about, Felicia? I mean, we met also through a YouTube event. Like, m- basically everybody we know, it's pretty much through a YouTube. It's pretty much through a YouTube event. I feel like YouTube events are a great way to, like, network and also meet your friends. Mm-hmm. Because it's one thing to sort of, like, type behind a screen and, like, even beyond Skype. It's such a different experience when you're, like, in person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It so. Is. Everyone, like Felicia, David even, um, for those of you guys that know our friend Veronica, like I met Veronica at a uh, Playlist Live event. And, yeah, some you know, of our I friends we've met through people that we don't know anymore, mm-hmm. but it's all been through YouTube events. <laughs> Absolutely. That was a good one. I think that's the simplest way to put it. Everybody, basically, everybody we know we've met through the internet. <laughs> yeah, In more YouTube or less. events weird ass place Mm -hmm. 
But yeah. Um, so, Courtney moved out to LA, is it three years ago? Yeah, three years ago this past Monday. Three years ago this past week. Teeth. And I want you to kind of just talk about what it was like. And also, um, I hope I say this person's name right. I think their name is Zeus. Um, they want to kind of know what it was like moving from a small town to a big city of Los Angeles. What was that like for you making that transition? Um, well, for I, well, let, let me say this so people are kind of like clear on my like experiences. I didn't go, I feel like I have like kind of like a weird, not weird, but a non-traditional, like after high school life, like, you know, lots of kids like go and they do the four year thing or the three year thing. I was going to do the art school thing. I was supposed to go to FITM out in LA and then it was, you know, too expensive and it just didn't work out. And, um... So I wound up going to community college and then I did the Disney college program and that when I did that, I did that in Florida. And that was the first time I had ever kind of like lived away from home. And so through that experience, I knew like, okay, I'm ready to permanently be away from home because you only do that for a semester unless you like extend your program, which I mean, you got to be the girl to do that anyway. Um, so when I came back home, I was like, okay, I need to move to LA once I graduate. Graduated, you know, I linked up with a buddy of mine at the time that I was making videos with. And because we had grown so close, we were like, all right, let's make this move to LA. And the transition was definitely, um, it was interesting because, you know, a lot of people I know, Felicia, they are able to sort of like put their car on a truck and like put all their boxes on a truck and like mm -hmm. ship their stuff down and hop on a plane and like I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. All I really had was like, you know, my roommate's car and literally th that was it. So it was like me and my room my roommate at the time and my boyfriend and we drove from Pennsylvania all the way to California like yeah. over the over the span of a week. And like it was, like, tough because we didn't really know, like, what to expect. We kind of moved out here and we just pulled up in a car and we rented Airbnbs and we were constantly on the hunt for, like, you know, like, apartments and Craigslist and, you know, Zillow. And we have, like, eight different rental apps constantly making appointments. Some people, like, didn't really care for the fact that we were so young. Some people didn't care for the fact that we didn't have like rent history. It was very tricky. But when we wound up finding our apartment, things just sort of like fell into place. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I would say that the transition from a small town to a place like LA is definitely the transition is definitely altering mm -hmm. I, I mean i feel like in pennsylvania i felt like i was the girl i knew what was going on i was just and i mean i was you know i still am but um <laughs> in la you definitely sometimes get the sense and the feeling because this is the truth that you are very much a small speck of dust and a very, very, very big broom head. And everyone else wants to be the biggest, baddest dust bunny 
but bitch, you really got to work hard to prove your fucking worth out here. So I would say, Ain't you know, it, fun, it was <laughs> an, girl or I would say it was hard, but I mean, you got to want it. If you don't want it, you'll go home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you don't follow your own dream specifically, it ain't going to work out. You can't come to L.A. following someone else's dream. You got to come out here and you have to have your own dream, your own goals set in mind. Yeah. If you're not here for the right reasons, bitch, your ass will get caught up like Usher. And your ass will pack that ass on up and head mm-hmm. on back to the old town road. Yep. So that's the tea. I think that I it's admirable like what you guys did from like an outsider perspective because you really did like a lot of the times like we see people on YouTube that we watch that move out to LA and it's because like they like suddenly gained like millions and millions of subscribers and they go out to LA and they've got a furnished apartment and they've got it basically made like they go out to LA to work on their YouTube channel you know Mm. so like watching y'all go out there and like literally like work your asses off to get to where you are now. Like, I think, I don't know. It's just nice to see that. (laughs) And you know what the thing and Felicia, you really hit the nail on the head. You know, lots of people moved to LA sort of with their shit sort of like established, Mm -hmm. but like, it was really like, me just knowing that I wanted to be here and also going to the fucking events and like, you know, the kids would be like, I can't wait for you to move to LA. Like you deserve this. I can't wait to see you collab with XYZ. Granted the XYZ ain't happening yet to the most extent, bitch. But you know, it was really just kind of like for real, for real, the support and like them feeling like I could do it. I kind of felt like, well, bitch failure ain't no option. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, and 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 it's 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 a process. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still growing. I just I, I think that the weird thing about myself that I like is that I for whatever reason I just can't ever make it work like everybody else. I just gotta do some shit different. Mm-hmm. Like you get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. of course I didn't move out here. And of course I didn't like automatically collab with like someone with like 5 million subscribers and become an overnight, you know, success. Like, of course I would, you know, know everything about YouTubers and somehow in the weirdest of circumstances find a job that would pay me to do what the boys and girls want me to do for free on YouTube. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? It's so weird how things work out. Yeah. But everything always works out if you want it bad enough. Exactly. Because that's really it. Because like I said, y'all moved out there with, you know, not anything guaranteed. Pennies. Yeah. Pennies on top of that. nothing was guaranteed. So, like, you worked for it because you did something you truly in your heart wanted to do. It's not like you were just like, I want to move to L.A. because it's a cool thing to do, you know? Oh, my God, Felicia. You know the boys and girls love to move to L.A. just to say they live in L.A. Those people go home. Those people go to fuck home. That's where they go. And it's different if you move out. They talk about what was instead of what is and what will be. Yeah. I mean, like. They talk about what could have been. 
I know some people move out there and then they genuinely don't like it, so they go back home. But that's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about people that, yeah, go out there just. Just trying to kiki to the kiki key and trying to get trying to get paid the easy way. Mm-hmm. That sometimes it don't come it don't come that easy, baby girl. And when you realize that you there has to be some work behind it, then sometimes people pack their shit up and they go, right. and that's fine. That's because fine. everybody everybody has a choice in life, and but this don't one put other mine. people down. Who oh, do you know? Alicia, you know the She's boys and girls. Home. They love to put people down to make themselves look big. They love to try to make others feel inferior because they can't do what others can do, what they're born with. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got when the gifts that you were born with, you hone those gifts, but you don't envy others with their own gifts because what is yours will always be meant for you. Yeah. Period. Ooh, I preached on, I can <laughs> preach on that one. Sorry if I just blew your fucking eardrums out, but damn, I felt that. <laughs> after, I felt that in my spirit. So after we've talked about how much you love LA, <laughs> where would be where's what's number two on your list? Like if you couldn't live in LA, if like LA oh. got fucking swooped away, bitch. Fuck. Where would what would be your second choice? My second choice. I mean. It's a battle mm-hmm. because I know it would be practical to – it would be smart because I know where everyone else would go. Everyone else would go to New York. Mm-hmm. So all my friends would go to New York, and I want to be a YouTuber. So I got to go to New York, and Holly Scoop could definitely be run from New York, right? Yeah. But I was probably the happiest in Orlando. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but – I really, really, really require my peace, so I wouldn't also mind living in Colorado. Mm-hmm. I don't. I would probably say Orlando. Yeah, that's what I was thinking you would say. I'd be, I'd be lit in Orlando financially. Ugh. You love Orlando. Felicia, Orlando has a place in my heart that will never be gone away from me. I love Orlando. It's a mess, but I love it circling back to LA now that I've made you move (laughs) (laughs) I don't pack my goddamn bags coming back uh because you do love LA you really love you really do like it I know a lot of people are like oh LA so but like you like LA right Alicia I love this fucking mess of a fucking city I don't care what nobody say so what what is it that like keeps you in LA like, you moved out there on your dreams, but, like, what is it about L.A. that keeps you there? Is it people you know that live there? Is it the environment? Is it just a combination of everything, the opportunities? Um, I'll, what keeps me in L.A., Felicia? Well, I think what keeps me in L.A. is the feeling and the confidence that I know that this is where I'll succeed mm-hmm. first. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and and my grand scheme plan, which is always ever-changing, I know that this particular step in my life, like, has to be completed. Like, I have to be in L.A. because this is where, like, I plant my seed. This is my where I'm starting my garden, and it's growing, 
You get what I'm saying? Yes. So, like, when I first got here, everything was, like, YouTube, 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 right? And, like, for whatever reason, it was, like, working, but then, like, it just was, like, nah. And, like, of course, other things had to do with that. But eventually, I felt like, okay, well, what else am I really good at? That's where I kind of discovered, like, hey, outside of fucking computers and YouTube and social media, I can fucking make an outside bowl really fucking good. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, re- I kind of grew this love of, like, doing shit with my hands. So then I became a fucking acai bowl fucking grandmaster. Like, no one on this fucking planet can make a better acai bowl than me. Challenge me. I will fuck you up. <laughs> also, I'm really fucking good at coffee. Like, I love the lessons that I've learned here. I, I feel like I couldn't have learned them anywhere else. Right. Like, the life lessons I've learned at Orlando during that time, I could have only exclusively learned it <laughs> during my Disney College program. Mm-hmm. The things I've learned in L.A., like, I know I need them to succeed. Like, do you know how insane it is that I work at, like, Holly Scoop? Not even to sound like I'm bragging, but I'm not, like, a trained media broadcast like my homegirl madison she has a degree and granted do i but she went to a university she is trained like she has had like a coach like she is like the real deal and then they just threw my little raggedy ass up there Mm -hmm. that there's something in me here that makes this all worth it yeah you get what i'm saying Mm mm-hmm I know that just because I've been through the shittiest times in my life, like unimaginable emotional pain. And I was still able to wake up the next day and be like, well, bitch, L.A. says the cars keep driving, the horns keep honking and your ass got to go to work. Yeah. Who knows if I would have if I would have been able to do that in P.A.? It's always raining. I'm in the middle of the fucking forest. I'm on top of a goddamn mountain. Like, that shit was depressing. I felt like I couldn't plant any seeds there. But definitely in L.A., my seeds have been planted, and I'm watching them grow, and Mm -hmm. it is insane. That keeps me here easily. I think that one of the, like, coolest things about getting older is being able to recognize, like, the bad shit that happens. Like, you've you learn from it, you know, like even though Mm -hmm. it sucks so bad that you had to go through it, like you went through that and you learned a lesson. Yeah. And I don't know if some of the lessons you would have, that you've learned would have ever even happened if you never would have moved out to LA when you did with the people you did, you know, I really don't think that they would have. Yeah. Even though shitty stuff happens, like, of course and girl in the midst of it it is so shitty like literally the shittiest like get Mm -hmm. this diaper out of here but like looking back like maybe i needed it somehow maybe it made me the tough jaded confident bitch i am today i'll take it i know we're talking about you but (laughs) because we've like gone through a bunch of shit together i feel like a lot of things that have happened have made us closer and i like that and same Oh, Felicia, it's a pleasure knowing you. (laughs) So, okay, let's see. What next? Um, Me. Let's take it back. What is one thing about you now that is different than 17-year-old Courtney? Oh, 
Um, it could be multiple things, but I just thought I'd say one thing that's changed, that's different over the past 10 years. Something that's different, I would say. Because we were 17, um, 10 years ago, by the way. <laughs> holy shit. Insane. <laughs> I, I definitely am not as obnoxious as I was. Like, I see some stuff from back then mm-hmm. that I was saying online. And I was like, damn, girl, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Or like even like stuff like like not like I have stuff on like Facebook from 10 years ago. And I'm like, like I would be canceled on Facebook. Like, you know what I mean? But that it was just a different time then. I mean, also, I would say for sure, I think that I I've developed a better work ethic. Yeah. I think that it was like when I was 17, I could easily get away with convincing a teacher that like, girl, this work is quality. Mm -hmm. Like I'm definitely that girl on RuPaul's Drag Race that like really can't sew, but like, damn, her personality is fucking good. And she's hilarious. (laughs) Like she has to make top three. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Once like I got out of high school and I got to college and it was a disaster for a moment. I said, oh, shit. okay, she's got to go to work. L.A. girl, you know, you know what? Not that I was 17 and working at Panera, but Panera, bitch, that shit changed my fucking life. I don't think I've ever worked harder in my fucking life. That Panera developed my work ethic. Panera and fucking Walt Disney World. Walt Disney World Company, those two jobs said, bitch, you thought you worked hard. You're a piece of shit. You better put this pedal to the metal, bitch. (laughs) Ugh. But yeah, I definitely think now I have a way better work ethic than when I was 17, girl. Yeah. I said, let me do this worksheet five minutes before the teacher's coming around to collect it. I think that that's something that maybe develops. I don't know. There's a lot of people that are older than I am and still don't want to fucking work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I I can't say that it develops for everyone. But I think at some point you you realize, like, I want to, like, do good for myself, too. You know? Yeah. Like, it feels that, good to know the answers from knowledge I've learned rather than me looking it up and memorizing it. And you know what? I, I feel really good when I'm able to, like, teach someone. Mm-hmm. Like, so and this is, like, the most, like, basic thing ever. But, like, all right. So I've worked a bunch of coffee jobs, but a lot of you guys – well, I feel like maybe some of you guys know I have like the one acai job where I make cool acai bowls, right? The best. So we got the girl, the grandmaster. Um, I we got a steamer to like steam milk, right? Mm-hmm. And girl, I was noticing these boys and girls were. I was hearing these screeches from the <laughs> from the steamer, and you're not supposed to hear no screeching. Yeah. And it brought me so much joy to teach the boys and girls at the acai place. How to use the goddamn steamer. But it was because I had fucking went through some vigorous and abusive ass training at a different job that instilled the coffee knowledge in me that I'm able to like sort of like pass that on. Mm -hmm. And now the shit is silent. I live for it. Yeah. (laughs) So basic. No, it's great. It's always fun to be able to teach somebody something because that means you fucking like learned it. Right? Yeah. And it makes you feel good about yourself. Like, bitch, I did that. Literally me every time I make a latte. I said, ooh, bitch, that's going to be good. <laughs> so um, we've talked a lot about what some of the things are that you do now. But what did you want to be when you grew up when you were a kid? This? No. Um, 
like when you were a kid kid like elementary school like what do you want to be when you grow up when can i be so honest and this is so pathetic Mm -hmm. if you look on like any old worksheets of mine or like old shit my mom has it'll tell you that i wanted to be a cast member on all that oh really i did oh yeah i wanted to be on zoom i think we've gotten into this so i'm not gonna go down that that. (laughs) also that but like yeah i really wanted to be like an actor i went through like phases like, I felt like half of my life I really wanted to be, like, an actor, and then the other half I really wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. And then somehow I was like, well, YouTubers, like, all right. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> but I've re- To be honest, I've really grown to, like, enjoy hosting because mm-hmm. that was like not that's like something my mom has always been like oh my god you could be on like qvc and like host a show and i'd be like no way and then like oh here's this job they said bitch can you report the news i said i can fake it they said perfect you start tomorrow but <laughs> it makes sense though that you love that so much i mean like it kind of mixed all, everything together you know like right I, I guess, instead of being right? on all that you're still on a show where you're you know giving a being monologue a basically <laughs> <laughs> and i'm sure you write some of the stories right little, little stories girl yeah. yes so you're writing you're hosting you're on a show you know i'm social mediaing, which mm-hmm. is i mean once myspace came out i just knew i was gonna work for myspace mm-hmm. you couldn't convince me I said, I'm here. Tom, I'm ready for my apprenticeship. He never called. Never called. <laughs> <laughs> never called. <laughs> he didn't call back. <laughs> I'm like, damn, bitch. I'm waiting for Tom. <laughs> um, let's switch gears. <laughs> okay. I live for this. <laughs> what is your biggest fear? Which I know for me, it's scary to talk about my biggest fear because then I have to be vulnerable. Mm. So I don't know if you feel the same way, but I, it it well yeah, but it's the podcast. It's the podcast. We opens up on the podcast. We, I literally open up more here than I do <laughs> anywhere. Yeah, else. literally, <laughs> literally, right? Like I'm at, literally we're like in the car. Imagine me and Tana in the car, and all of a sudden you and I just get real dark and deep <laughs> for no sunny ass Saturday afternoon. <laughs> all of a sudden, I feel. <laughs> I love it. Um, biggest fear. Let's see. I would say, and and I don't want to be generic, but I would say my biggest fear would probably be, well, I have two, unfortunately. Is that okay? Yeah. Can I cheat? Yeah. Okay. So my biggest fear is one, I feel like, which is everyone's to some degree, which would be failure. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I feel like failure for me is just a little bit different is because there are so many people that would love to see me fail but act like they're rooting for me, Uh which is fucking scary and fucking crazy, if you ask me. Yeah. Um. And I always have this sense of like before I like um, before I like upload or like before I even like turn the camera on, like there's always like gonna be like I can see their faces, like I know their names, like of these people that like, yeah, they like root for me, but like only if like something's like really going well. Mm-hmm. Or like only if it's like right before an event. 
or like only when I'm already at an event and I haven't heard from you for like fucking 10 months right. and now you're texting me. Like all of those people, they just want me to fail because I don't I don't even know why. Like I think I'm fucking nice and I just keep to myself, but I think that there are people that really truly believe that I'm just like fucking mean and I'm fucking rude and thankfully I'm grown, so I tr- truly in my adultness truly don't give a fuck, but you know, I don't want to fail because I don't want to prove them right. Yeah. And then also my other one I feel like is like um just the feeling of not being accepted by my own communities, plural. So like there's like the whole like issue of me being like the black creator with all of the white creator friends. Mm-hmm. So although I always feel like I'm a part because there's thankfully a handful of creators that do make me feel a part. I still feel like creators don't fuck with me or they don't want to have me on their channels and vice versa because they think I'm whitewashed or they think that I'm just not black enough or they don't think that I'm woke. So I feel like sometimes I have to like, prove that but i don't actually to be honest bitch i was i'm fucking black because my both my parents are black as fuck so i don't know what else i need to contribute to my quote unquote blackness Mm -hmm. but a fear of mine is people aggressively feeling that i'm going against my own race or that i'm confused about who i am because i'm very secure and i'm very understanding of who i am as a person yeah you get what i'm saying so i guess let me switch that and say my my other biggest fear is just being misunderstood because i constantly am all of the time i think i i think i like forget about stuff like that you know Mm -hmm. like i am aware of like the white privilege and all that but like i don't think about the fact that like you do have a lot of white friends and how that would affect you and make you feel like people in your community. I don't know. I just, I don't think about that. Yeah, Felicia, it's really, truly a real thing. Like when we're at events and like, you know, sometimes there are black creators. And I know that's there's definitely a time when some of them will say hi But, like, sometimes if, like, you and Ricky are around, it's, like, they don't even fucking see me. Mm -hmm. And it's fucked up. And it's bullshit. Why do you think that is? Because they they look at it as – sometimes I feel like they look at it as, oh, you're kissing their ass because they're white. And, you know, he has three million subscribers. Mm. And we we personally feel, in our opinion, that he doesn't have to work as hard as us. So look at you going against your own community trying to take the easy way to the top. Mm. And, the, and I know that those conversations are being had about me. And I frankly don't give a fuck because, once again, I get paid to do what so many other people do for fucking free. Yeah. And I know who I am. I know who's fucking nice to me, Felicia. And I know who's not. I know who's been consistent with me, and I know who's not. If the majority of those fucking people are white, they're fucking white. 
And if the majority of those people happen to be black one day, then they will be fucking black. I am nice to whoever the fuck is nice to me, regardless of what does it be saying on job application, sex, gender, <laughs> sexual orientation. Yeah. Like, that's what I fucking feel like. Like, I don't give a fuck if you're black, Indian, fucking polka dotted bitch. If you're fucking funny and you make me laugh and you make me feel comfortable, I'm going to be your fucking friend. Let's be fucking real. Yeah. So, like, you know, that it's just it's a real thing that happens and i'm very fucking aware of it like sometimes i i think at one time i would literally had in my bio and i know everyone was really fucking confused because at one point for i at one point on twitter all of my bios would have something to do with i I think ricky and nikki like i would always say something like i love to rap nikki minaj songs and ricky dylan is my blah 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 Mm -hmm. and one time i made my bio everyone's laughing but i'm in on the joke Mm mm-hmm Everyone thinks I'm so fucking unaware of what is going on here, Felicia. Like, everyone thinks that I'm a fucking idiot. Like, people talk about the fact that, like, oh, Courtney's doing reactions because he's just trying to get views to blah, 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 blah. Or, like, oh, Courtney is just being nice to these vloggers now because blah, 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 blah. And you know what, Felicia? I'm a bad bitch. People could think whatever the fuck they want to mm-hmm. think about me because at the end of the day, they are not paying my fucking bills. They are not fucking me and they didn't birth me. Yeah. So unless you wanted them three, bitch, stay off my dick. Or at least if you're going to have an opinion, at least make sure your opinion doesn't get to me because I'm mm-hmm. chilling and I'm honestly good. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to go so deep, y'all. Hold oh. on, let me turn my fun. Let me turn my fun voice back on. Stop. <laughs> no, we're not going beauty guru oversaturated huh. here. That's. I think that like that's. I don't know. I just. I'm not. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into me because <laughs> we're talking about you. <laughs> I was about to be like, I can't do that, and that's why my channels never succeeded. But we're not going there. All right. Well, I think that's a good note to end it on. I'm on. I feel like this literally went by in like a breeze. <laughs> Girl, it was a Barbara Walters for the ages. <laughs> for the ages. For the ages. <laughs> I thought this was super fun. I, I've always like, you know, the whole reason we created a podcast is because we like sitting down and listening to each other talk. <laughs> So I always, I always enjoy having conversations with Courtney. We've told y'all several times about our many nights on the glamorous sectional talking until the sun goes down. Um, so I don't know. That's why I just really love this. And you'll be here soon back on this glamorous sectional. In literally less than a month now. Yes, God! I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. Get the fucking churros ready, darling. <laughs> we need to like plan this out you know girl we gonna plan it out believe me we got some shit to get done we'll we'll make a plan we'll make a schedule (laughs) so we can get everything done we want to do i'm ready it ain't gonna be nothing it ain't gonna be nothing to worry about well courtney thanks for letting me ask you questions thank you for asking me questions and thanks everyone who submitted questions i appreciate you i think you're lovely as fuck i think you're gorgeous i think that you know what if you're listening to this right now bitch you are alive right now so why don't you take a big deep breath get that oxygen in pat yourself on the back if you're listening to us on friday you made it to the end of the goddamn week i mean shout out to you and if you're during the weekend bitch summer is hopefully right around the motherfucking corner so chin up sis Mm mm-hmm so we'll probably do another one of these again because, like, 
this just cracks the surface. Oh, there's there's a lot to uncover. So thanks for listening. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media. We have Twitter and Instagram. Um, so yeah. We love your faces. We do. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. <laughs> Bye.